the NFL draft is officially just a couple days away, and I think the whole country and sports world has been itching for this because of the big pause going on and the pandemic around the world. So Last Call Sports is back to give you a, a guide into what to expect in the draft and how to bet the NFL draft. And if any of you know us, you know that we generally don't get these things right. So you can listen to us, but we'll definitely give you some ideas. Uh, we got Haddix back for another episode after the mock. Jim's joining Stop. us this week. And I'm going to throw it over to Haddix to get us started on either a bet or whatever else is going on in the sports world. Well, before we get started with some some draft bets and some draft props, I just wanted to uh, bring up the, the Rob Gronkowski trade. I mean, I, I can't believe that he's going to come back now and reunite with Tom Brady. This is the most weapons that Tom Brady's had in probably, probably since the 07 team with Randy Moss. I mean, he's got Godwin. Evans, and now he's got Gronk, who's a little older, but definitely not out of shape, as you can see from his uh, his wrestling days. And they only the Bucks only had to give up a, a fourth round pick for it. What are you guys still the twenty four seven champion? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think about the trade, Jim? Um, well, first of all, obviously appreciate you guys having me on. Um, but you know, I think uh, I was you know thinking about it today and. It, the Patriots are smart. They're a smart organization. They know what they're doing. Um, and with Gronk having, you know, a year on his contract, instead of paying him to do nothing and just hang out with the WWE, you know, get a fourth-round pick for him. So, um, and seeing that that was the only way he was coming back, it was a smart move on the Patriots, obviously a smart move for the Bucks. Um, and I'm, I'm interested now to see what the Bucks are going to do. Uh, now that they have Cameron Brate, they have O.J. Howard. I've been seeing things about O.J. Howard maybe getting traded, but um, now you have three good tight ends if Gronk could come back healthy and, you know, in shape and everything. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. But, yeah, I mean, the debate with Belichick and Brady, I'll tell you what, it's Brady has all the pressure if they're going to talk about that debate because everybody, his excuse, people's excuses in New England was no weapons, so can't say that now. Well, that's He's the- got all of them. That's going to be the key is if Gronk comes back healthy. You know, he was banged up his last couple of years. He looked he looked old, you know, and he wasn't. But he looked like he was playing old. And Belichick's the only coach who could get away with trading a, a WWE wrestler for a fourth-round pick. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible when you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, people are saying that for Gronk, he's worth more than a fourth. But for a guy that was not going to play for the Patriots and was only going to play for the Bucks, I mean – Getting a fourth out of them really isn't that bad of a of a deal for the Patriots. And I wouldn't be surprised no. to see him flip that fourth into something, knowing Belichick. He's going to try and do something. Yeah, pair it with something and then use it maybe in the draft in this year's draft to move up a little bit. And then that'll lead us right into the right into the draft discussion. I know we uh, we talked about we gave our mock of the first round the other day. A lot of a couple things have changed since then. Um, we know Burrow and Young are still the favorites to go one two, but there's been a lot of talk of of Okuda slipping down a little bit. Still going to the Lions, but maybe they're trading back, or even Derek Brown sneaking into the conversation. Greg, I know you mentioned that to me the other day, but Derek Brown sliding up to three. Yeah, I'm seeing Derek Brown up a lot at three um, randomly the past couple of days. The Giants are also a big mystery. I've seen about six different players going to the Giants at four that nobody has any idea what they're going to do, or even if they're going to keep the pick. So there's a lot of 
a lot of mystery still after number two. I think um, that that Lions pick is interesting because that could do a lot with you know your first if anybody's going to bet on their first three uh, picks, <clears throat> they do end up trading that. But I I will uh, that does bring me up to my first bet that I was looking at is uh, Derek Brown under seven and a half. Um, I think you know whether they get traded up, you know, to get him, or I think at at the least he's getting drafted at number seven by the Panthers. Um, but I think he goes top seven. So I mean, I think it's a minus one fifty. Um, but I just think he gets drafted in the top seven. So that's my first pick. Yeah, I don't see how he can slide past Carolina at seven. As long as Carolina stays in the top seven picks, so. It's hard to picture that. And when you, obviously you try and bet, you try to plan out the draft in your head to go by your picks. And I, the Panthers taking a D lineman with their first pick is plus 175. And that's an interesting one um, for me personally, because I think Okuda is still going to go at three. And if he goes at three, I don't see anybody taking Brown until seven. So at plus 175, that's an interesting one to look at. Panthers taking a D lineman out, um, with their first pick over any other position. Yeah, I mean, four, five, six are uh, are not taking Derek Brown. No. As of now. The Giants are, are not. They're taking an old lineman or maybe Isaiah Simmons. Um, you've heard a bunch of different things. but And then you have the Dolphins and the Chargers who – are almost 100% taking quarterbacks. I don't see any way that they're not taking the two quarterbacks that are left. So, I mean, but still, though, if, I don't understand. If he's still on the board at seven, does Carolina have to choose between him and Isaiah Simmons? Another there could int- be the discussion. Another interesting dynamic that slipped my mind and that I just thought of when you mentioned the uh, Dolphins and the Chargers pick, Haddix was uh, a lot of talk now is being said that maybe the Dolphins take a lineman at five. And I thought that was interesting because, first of all, I don't think any of the linemen are that good. A lot of people have backed in going to, to Miami at five, and I think that would be putrid for the Dolphins organization. <laughs> but Mike Garofalo had that on an NFL Network draft done a couple of days ago, and I've seen a couple other articles that had that, and then saying either Herbert falls all the way to 18 because really from 6 to 18, you don't see any quarterbacks going. Or the Dolphins could use their two picks to trade back up to take their quarterback. So uh, is there any way we see Tua or Herbert falling that far if the Dolphins take a lineman? I, I don't see it personally. I mean, if the Dolphins take a lineman, yes. but Right, but if they I do, don't but I, don't, I can't see them take a lineman. I don't know what it is. I, uh, I will say a couple of mock drafts I've seen today. Um, have actually, you know, Dolphins taken their quarterback. But I've also seen the Chargers going with um, defense. Um, I've seen them in mock drafts taking Isaiah Simmons, um, guys like that. So um, that's one interesting. I was looking at Herbert. Um, he's actually favorited to get drafted over five and a half. So over five and a half is minus 135. So people are thinking now that, you know, Chargers are going to go a different way, and then, like you said, he's going to fall to you know 18, 19, 20, back where Jacksonville and them are. So, I mean, if you think that it's tough because 
I mean, is Herbert? It basically comes down to Herbert versus Tua. So at well, over Herb- five and a half. If the Chargers stay where they are, the over should it would be it would be Herbert. the over, yeah. Because they're at six, and I mean, I don't see the Dolphins taking Herbert at five. So I like that prop. I like the over there on, on Herbert over five and a half. The only thing that comes into play is if um, if the Chargers trade up. Yeah. Now all of this is all barring no trades or right. some trades that we think are like very likely to happen. Otherwise. I mean, it's tough to predict the trades. That's why people that do the mock drafts don't even try to predict the trades, really. Mm-hmm. The trade there would be obviously just to jump the Dolphins to get the quarterback of their choosing, but I can mm-hmm. see them just kind of, you know, rolling the dice. They got to, like, there's no way they dislike one guy. You know, I'm sure they like both. Um, I can see them just kind of letting it go, let it play out the way it does. Take Herbert at six or take two at six. Um, obviously that's a big difference for the difference for the prop, but I'd be surprised to see Herbert go at five, even though he's, he's another one that kind of almost turned into the favorite to go at five to Miami, but I still think they like Tua. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tua, I'm looking on DraftKings. I've been looking on DraftKings and Tua's landing spot being the Dolphins is plus a hundred. And I think there's pretty good value in that. I mean, I know you said some people are saying they might go O-lineman at five, but I think that's just people trying to kind of stir the pot and, and just stray from the norm of everyone thinking the Dolphins are taking to it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that'll be that'll probably be the first prop that I lock into it of the Dolphins at plus 100. That's how I feel about my top threes. I know, uh, Jim, you just mentioned those, and Haddix, I texted you about them earlier in the week. Burrow and Young are locked in. I think I'm going to look at – I'm going to take a chance on both Okuda and Brown on Thursday. Take both of them, put a little more on Okuda, and then you just got good value at plus 420 with um, Burrow, Young, and Brown going top three. And, yeah, um, right now, and Burrow, as long as the Lions stay there, it's going to be hard for you to, to lose that. Right now, Burrow, Young, and Okuda is um, plus 125, so put a little more on that one. And I get the same answer you just said. If I lose, you know, then – then whatever they probably traded the pick and there's nothing I could do about that. But I think those are those are two safe ones if we're gonna go top three. If we go a little crazier to top four or five, then it gets a little little dicey. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, ahead, I was looking at uh, the same thing I have listed for my top three: Burrow, Young, and Okuda at plus one twenty-five. But I also saw I was interested that I might you know dab a little bit on. Um, Burrow, Young, and Simmons. Um, if Lions stick with defense and maybe they take a linebacker, um, they go Burrow, Young, Simmons is plus 950. Um, so, I mean, they're sticking with defense. I know Browns, def- they're all defense, but, you know, if they surprise us and go linebacker, plus 950 is a nice little chunk there. So, like you said, I might go a little more on the Burrow, Young, Okuda, but just throw a little bit on the Simmons going three. Um, my second pick, which would, my second prop that I was looking at, which would take me right into you, Greg, is Tristan Wirfs. Um, on DraftKings, his over-under is set at eight and a half. And it's my, the under's minus 150, obviously. It's the favorite, so there's some juice there. But, I mean, is there any way he slides past Arizona at eight? 
with the Giants and Arizona in that top eight. I just don't see how he can how he can fall past eight. His over under is eight and a half. Eight and a half. The yeah, under being minus one fifty. I don't see that. I can't see two tackles going ahead of him. Like I can't see him being the third one taken. Yeah, the only way that it happens is if the, the Cardinals somehow leave the eight spot because if the Giants are taking a tackle and the Cardinals are taking a tackle, worse has to be one of them. So I, I'm probably going to lock that one in. You know, I like Worf's at, at four. Um, I, I, I could see the Giants taking a tackle. There's obviously we talk about Simmons, or um, some people are saying they could trade back and still get their tackle. But Dave Gettleman's never traded back in his life, even in Carolina. And a lot of my sheet I'm looking at is, <coughs> is Tristan Worf's. You know, he's plus 250 to go in the top five. He's plus 350 to be the Giants' pick at four. And... He's plus 230 to be the first um, offensive lineman taken in the draft. And, I mean, that's a lot of eggs. I wouldn't take all of them. But there's a lot of good value in that position with Wirfs in the top five, specifically to the Giants. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't. Wills is the only one that could really contend with his him, him being the first tackle taken. But I've seen Wills anywhere from 8 to to 14 or whatever, so... Even past 8 to that. 12. Yeah, even past that. So, I like the Wurfs props. I think Wurfs is going to be a guy we can we can probably key on. Put a lot... Of, we'll have a lot of eggs in the Wurfs basket. A lot, and then just to have it announced uh, while the Giants run the clock, they trade the pick. Well, <laughs> as long as they stay in the top eight, we'll be okay, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah, I, know, I mean, I agree with you guys. I have, on my sheet, I had Wurfs going as a first... Offensive lineman, so um, you know to see Wills minus 165 is a heavy favorite. Um, I think it's a good risk, you know, to take Worfs at that value. And like you said, I mean, I think the under eight and a half is almost a lock. I agree with you there. So I'm probably going to take him under eight and a half, and and maybe uh, like you guys said, sprinkle a little bit on him being the first tackle taken, or, or the, the Giants have four. Like a double down there. I could definitely see him being the first tackle taken there. I mean, Wills, I like Wills. I'm a Wills fan. But, I mean, he really skyrocketed like the past couple days. I feel like I've seen him even lower to, you know, Tampa Bay in middle in the middle of the first round. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, going to be taken fourth. I just, I don't know if uh, they know something we don't know or, or what. But he's now the, the betting favorite on FanDuel to go to the Giants. But I, I would still put my eggs in, into Worf's. Now, a couple interesting props we were talking about before we came on here is the order of, you know, maybe the wide receivers, the first three, or the running backs, the first three. What order do you see the the receivers going? I I think this was an interesting one. I mean, it's tough because, you know, listening to you guys talk the other day, um, I mean, it's it's those three are going to go within four picks. Of, like, they're going to go almost back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Um, yeah, very well could go three in a row. Yeah, so it's it's kind of just, you know, what those teams are looking for. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to take um, a little bit for Ruggs to go first at plus 460. Ooh. 
Um, I like him. I think, you know, the Raiders might take him. And uh, at 460, I, I mean, it's pretty good value. And then the other thing with receivers, I think I might take Lamb head-to-head to go before Judy. Uh, minus 120. I I think so. I mean, if Judy goes first, then I lose both of them, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) which very well could happen, but you know, I'll take, yeah, I'll take the risk, you know, plus 460 and technically you can win both of those. So, I mean, that's instead of just going a full bet on three in a row, I think I'm going to break it up a little bit. I'm looking at, uh, I think it's going to go Lamb, Judy, um, Rugs, and I think it it does go three in a row to um, the Raiders. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I have that backwards. Three in a row, but the Jets, the Raiders, and the Niners. So I'm thinking maybe Judy Lamb and uh, Rugs. Then actually, I think I think uh, Lamb goes to the Raiders. I think he ends up in in Vegas. Haddix, I'm on your so you... I'm, I'm on your side there. I have. Um, Judy, Lamb, and Ruggs starting with the Jets taking Judy and there were all kinds of props there. The Jets are plus 450 to take Judy. Um, you know, he's plus 125 to be the first receiver taken. I don't like that risk. That's a little too low no. for, the, for the risk that I think it's going to be. Um, and then the other two, Ruggs and Lamb to San Fran and whatever, it's, they're both plus 300 each. Um, this also goes into my my other plan that the Jets could screw up if they take a tackle because if they take a tackle one of the big three is there for Denver if the big three are gone I think Denver takes a cornerback you know maybe CJ Henderson someone like that and the Broncos to take a quarter uh, corner is plus 500 and there's all kinds of scenarios that could either play out really well or just lose everything (laughs) yeah there's a couple teams in that top uh, 15 like maybe only about two teams that can screw up all kinds of props. And mm-hmm. the Li- I think the Lions are – well, no, I'll, we'll say three. The Lions, the Giants, and um, the Jets, I think, are the three. If they make any trades to do anything, it, it's going to screw up all the orders and all the props, I think, for everyone. Yeah. I um, and, and to go kind of against you, Greg, I think uh, – I don't know. I think the Jets – do take an offensive lineman. Um, I know they, you know, seeing those number one receivers is going to be tough to pass up on, but I, I don't know. I just have a feeling they're going to go with an offensive lineman to protect Sam. And uh, I don't know. So in my mock draft, I have an offensive lineman, whether that's Andrew Thomas or Becton to go to uh, the Jets. Um, and then that leaves, you know, the Raiders to get the first pick of receivers and then the 49ers. And then I don't think the Bucks are taking one. So then, like you said, the Broncos have the option to go with that third one or not. So that's where I have a little different. That's exactly where I would get messed up. And my thought process here is, because the Jets are obviously taking one or the other. I think we could, we could all agree on that. When you're looking yeah. at, you know, say Wirfs is gone and say Wills is gone at eight um, to Arizona, just off the top of my head. You know, the Jets are looking at either Becton or Andrew Thomas, which would be a little bit of a reach, you know, and you know my feelings on Becton, even though people love him for some reason. You know, would you rather have Becton at left tackle or Jerry Judy on the outside? And I think the 
it's a pretty significant <coughs> difference in player that you'd be getting, even though they need a full offensive line. Um, so I think they would go receiver there, and that would lead me right into Denver. But with my luck, I'm going to have all that locked in, be set to go, and then and then the Jets are going to go completely rogue, take a tackle, or Denver's going to trade up and ruin it. It's well, gonna, it's gonna see, that, that last scenario is one that I've been hearing getting bounced around a lot more frequently now, where the Broncos trade up. With the Jets, they're only moving up about four spots. But if they if they swap too. with the Jets and get a little compensate, give a little compensation to the Jets, the Jets get their tackle at fifteen, and the Broncos get their choice of receivers. Mm-hmm. And then one other scenario that I, that's kind of interesting to think about. I just saw it get mentioned today is the Jaguars are just let go of their best receiver, and now for a while everyone's been saying they have to go defense at uh, at nine, but. They just let go of arguably their best receiver, their leading receiver, two days, three days before the draft, who was perfectly healthy and everything. Does that does that hint at something that maybe they can be going with one of those receivers at nine? I st- I still have them going defense. Um, they could take a lineman too. The Jags are an, just Jags are a team that keep forgetting <laughs> have a pick in the top ten. <laughs> they can go anywhere. They need a lot. They really they could. And I know you guys talked about it a lot last show. It's it, a lot of these teams are going to come down to you know best player available because a team like Jacksonville who needs almost you know a lot of positions. They're going to go with that best player available. And Greg, to go back to your pick and the worry you have, it's you know it might be smart for the Jets to do that, but we're also talking about the Jets. So that's true. If the Patriots were picking at eleven, I would confidently tell you to lock that in, but it's the Jets. So the goddamn Jets. <laughs> the Jets will do something stupid. On draft night, they'll they'll draft Xavier McKinney and, and trade Jamal Adams. <laughs> That's what they'll do on draft at, night. at eleven too. Yeah. At eleven. Yeah. Um, well, I will say it's it's funny you bring that up because uh my next pick with my next bet with a lot, you know, a lot of juice on it is uh Xavier to get picked as the number one safety. I think it's uh, minus 280 or minus 300, but I just can't see anybody else going above him. Well, it's him, it's him and Del Pitt, and that's just I just don't see Del Pitt going ahead of him. I think you're right there. No. Del Pitt might fall out of the first round completely. Yeah, so I, I like that McKinney pick. Um, obviously, there's a reason for all the juice there. So. All right. Um, some ones I've been looking at is some totals for the first round. Like the one I'm looking at right now, for instance, total cornerbacks drafted in the first round, four and a half. Total defensive players, 15 and a half. Now those are the ones you kind of got to, you have to mock, you have to mock it out basically to see where people are going. And those are ones over the next couple of days, I think. You take a look at and hear the noise of the teams around 20 to 32 of who they're looking at taking because that's obviously the make-or-break picks. One guy could change that at four and a half. So, Looking at totals, um, sticking with that, an interesting one I saw on Fanduel was running backs taking half. Yep. Is one yep. running back going to be taken in the first round? I mean, I think, Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are taking a running back. And yes, but – are they gonna? That's the last pick in the first round. You think you want to risk it on 
on that last pick in the first round being the running back. You know what I mean? Because I don't see anyone else. I think in there's three, the top two third. or three chances. I think it's the Chiefs. I think Baltimore has a chance, and there's one other team. Uh, when I was going through it, I forgot off the top of my head, but the the running backs. I mean, they're not gonna take one running back. I mean, there has to be one running back taken. Also, the I, Chiefs, the Chiefs to draft a running back is plus seven fifty with their first pick. I mean, that's insane. I mean, DeAndre, Swift, take DeAndre Swift, make me happy, make yourself happy. <laughs> I listen. I don't. I don't know. I was uh, making up a mock draft uh, today, and uh, I didn't have a running back going in the first round. And I think uh, looking at FanDuel and looking at the numbers. I think it's a better, you know, it's a better situation maybe to take the under just because it's plus 150. Um, taking the over and, like you said, maybe risking on those couple teams is tough at minus 190. Um, so that was something I was looking at too, and I didn't have a running back going in the first round. So at plus 150, I might actually take the under and, you know, hope to never see a running back on the TV. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, Greg, I think your your two choice your um sorry your two chances are the Dolphins at twenty six and the Chiefs at thirty two. I think those are yeah they got to be yeah. the only two chances of running backs being taken in the first round. And that's what I mean. That's why I like I get I would get nervous putting putting something down on minus one ninety for hoping the Dolphins or the Chiefs take a running back. Um, now, with the Chiefs being plus seven fifty, yeah. though, like you said, I I think there's that some might value be, in that. Yeah, that might be a little better to take. Because um, if you if you think it's that one team is going to take it, it's going to be the Chiefs, and why take the over at favorites instead of taking you know the Chiefs at plus seven hundred? But um, what else? I'm not in – I mean, we talk about it all the time. Running backs, they're they're kind of easy to come by. Unless you're getting a, a world-class one like Saquon or even Zeke's been a stud since he's been in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Those are the guys that go in the top ten. Otherwise, you can find guys in the in the second round who are studs. I mean, Dalvin Cook was a second-round pick, early second round, but he was still a second-round pick. So you could find good running backs elsewhere without using it on your as your first pick in the draft. So. Yeah, but my my issue with that is, it's it's pick number thirty two, so it's basically a second round pick. This is, <laughs> this is a team that I thought was going to take a corner up until they re-signed Breland. Now they're a little more set at that position. You know, Fuller's with the Redskins. Breland was a free agent, so I was like, oh, they'll take a corner. Now, what do the Chiefs need? I mean, the Chiefs are pretty much a complete team, other than um, a couple defensive positions and running back, and add DeAndre Swift to the offense. Nobody's going to outscore him ever in any game, and and you move on. You know, taking him at 32 and taking a running back at 10, it, it's very different, and especially for a team like the Chiefs. I mean, DeAndre DeAndre Swift, he's going to be there. Take him. <laughs> so you think DeAndre Swift is going to be the first back taken in the draft? If Baltimore doesn't take him, I'm telling you, Baltimore could surprise some people with a running back, but I think Swift's going to be the first one taken. Yeah. Well, All right, and then we have uh, you got the first defensive player. You got stuff like that. who's going to be who's your first defensive player? Okuda. I think we all in agreement there. Okuda is probably going to be first defensive player taken. Well, Chase Young. 
Oh my god, I, I it would be second, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost skipping uh, the first two. Burrow as the first quarterback and Young as the first like defensive player or whatever because they're just such locks that I I but forget the that they're for the positions are like second offensive player, second defensive player. Yeah, they actually are when you look at some of the odds, which is kind of kind of funny. No, but I I agree. I think Okuda. Um, like I said, I might dabble on. Uh, the exact top three and put Simmons there just because of the value at plus 950. But other than that, I would probably say Okuda. So what are, what are your Jim, what are your top three, uh, your top three props that you have right now? The top three the th- that I'm probably the most three comfortable that, with. Yeah. What are your top three? They could all be on, they could all be on one guy too for, for all that yeah. matters. No, I would say my top three would probably be um, the first three exact, Burrow, Young, and Okuda, uh, plus 125. Um, The next one would probably be Derek Brown under 7.5. Again, a little bit of juice, but minus 150. Um, And then I would have to say my third one would be a toss-up between McKinney as a first safety or, to be honest, Lamb head-to-head over Judy getting drafted interesting for okay. that top three yeah yeah you like lamb. i like lamb i i think if the jets trade back i think lamb goes before judy because i th- as long as the jets don't take judy i think the raiders are are taking lamb i mean if the raiders or if the jets don't take uh lamb i'm sorry mm-hmm. I messed that up another interesting one guess? here with um with value, looking at positions that I liked a lot, was the Saints taking a linebacker? It's plus two fifty. The think Saints that, taking a linebacker? Yeah, I think that's as that's one of the biggest locks is them taking a linebacker. You know, like Kenneth Murray have him fall a little bit. I think that's a lock pick right there. Plus two fifty. <laughs> what um? What are the odds for the D line there? I don't have them in front of me. For the D-line. Yeah, I'm looking for them. I, I'm not finding them right now either. But you know I think it's either a linebacker or a D lineman. So, you know what's interesting is I uh, I looked at um, mock drafts today, like I said, and to be honest, some of them I saw the Saints taking a quarterback in the first round, taking Love. The Saints taking Jordan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And because <sighs> of basically the you know the opportunity to sit behind breeze um and stuff like that if they really think he could be the guy in the future but i mean if obviously i think that would be more of a surprise i think the defensive side is more of a a way to go but i have seen that in a couple of mock drafts which was interesting yeah well they'd be looking for a future quarterback because breeze has one maybe two years left right but the saints are also they're trying to get a, a player who could fill in on the defense this year and, and kind of make an impact and, and help right. them win a Super Bowl. So I think you kind of give up a future quarterback for a guy who's going to help you win a Super Bowl right now. If, if that, I mean, those aren't the only two options, obviously. It's not one or the other, but I'm going with the one that helps you get the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, uh, I was wondering what you guys thought about um, – Teams, you know, teams first pick, uh, whether it's offense or defense. And I saw a couple of them I really liked. Um, 
obviously a lot of those picks are, you know, juice on one end. Uh, but a couple of them, I have three teams going defense. I have the Ravens, the Saints, and the Chiefs going defense in the first round. And I have the 49ers going with offense in their first pick. Um, you know, I think the Ravens, I think they go maybe linebacker. I think that's one of their few holes they have. And then we talked about it, the Saints, and I think the Chiefs can both go defense and then the Niners to help out their offense. But didn't know what you guys thought about those or if you guys saw any. I definitely think the Niners go offense if they keep their picks. You know, this is another team mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, they're very complete, so they could they could even trade if they wanted to. But if one of the they need a receiver though. The big receivers are there. They got to take uh they got to take rugs. Um, I'm not too comfortable with the the defensive selections you said outside of the Saints. Like I said, I think they take a linebacker, but I mean, you took the the two teams I said could possibly take a running back and said they're <laughs> going to take defense. So I'm not uh, completely comfortable there, especially with the Chiefs. But I think the Saints are Saints are locked to take a defensive player. Yeah, I think the Saints are too. I think the uh, the Niners are taking a receiver, not even just offense. I think like I think the receiver um, choice is probably the best one there. But uh, the Ravens, I don't like you said the Ravens and Chiefs. I have no idea. They're probably the only two in the first round that are a toss up in their first pick between offense and defense. Yeah, I think everyone else is pretty much set on what side of the ball they're taking. Yeah, <clears throat> and I and. The Ravens were actually minus 140, and the Chiefs were minus 170 to go defense. Now, actually, another team, when you think about it, with their first pick, if they're going to go offense or defense, are uh, my Minnesota Vikings. i, I got to find the odds for them, but they can go receiver, tackle, or cornerback in their first pick. So they're another team to look at what the odds are for offense or defense, but they're all over the map. So yeah, with the Vikings, uh, I think I think they're obviously going to go one and one uh, with their picks, but it's just which is going to be which, you know. That's they, what I mean. It's it's a flip of a coin. <clears throat> Not that I know, but it's a flip of a coin at this point. They're only three picks apart, the two of them. So with the with the Patriots and Saints in between them, um, so I mean. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna miss out on one of their guys it, from one pick to the other. That's yeah, and just I just whatever saw, one they really want to take first. And I just saw on FanDuel um, for the odds for that is offense is plus one thirty, defense is minus one sixty. Offense plus one thirty, defense minus one sixty. Yeah. yeah, I like the defense there too. I mean, I think they'll go corner. Because they're not going to get one of the big three receivers. They're not going to get um, one of those top four offensive linemen. So, I mean, I think they got to go, got to go with the cornerback with that first pick too. So that'd be another one I would eye would be D, uh, Vikings on the defensive side of the ball minus one sixty one sixty five or whatever it comes down to be. Stick with my running back trend here for a second, Haddock. You're you're a Buckeye. Um, how do you feel about Dobbins in this draft? I think he's the best running back in this draft. I look. Um, I, look, I ask you that because to be the first running back taken, he's plus seven hundred, and like, that's a big number for a guy who's, you know, like you said, problem could be the best running back in the draft. Yeah, it's just those the running backs right now. Like we've been saying, it's just all a guessing game. I think he is the best running back in this class. Um, <clears throat> it's just 
who's going to be the first back taken. I, I don't think teams, I don't think teams care as much whether they get, if they're getting a running back, whether they get Swift, Taylor or Dobbins. So I think it's almost a toss up of all of them. So if you're going to get plus 700 on the flip of a coin, basically, I don't think that's bad value. No, I think I remember Swift's like minus 190 or something. He's the big favorite. But looking at Dobbins at plus 700, who I agree, I, I kind of think he's the best in the draft. I just think the Chiefs would go Swift over him. Um, plus 700 good, good value there. I yeah, agree. and I think if he's not the first, I think he's the second. So Right. Yeah, I, um, I have both of those written down. I have um, Taylor and Dobbins as the first running back. You know, Taylor's plus 270 and Dobbins is plus 700 because, like you said, I think it's a toss-up. And uh, looking at some mock drafts today, I saw – I actually saw, I know, Greg, you don't like to hear this because you have them going in the first round, but I have all three of them sliding into the mid, you know, second round. I had I saw Swift going to the Bucks in the second round. I saw um, Jonathan Taylor actually going to the Steelers in the second round. And uh, Dobbins going to the Bills as the third running back on. So, like you said, I think those running backs are going to be, are going to throw a lot of things off. They could be picked in the first, second, late second. I think it's going to be, Really a toss up where they go and who goes first. The Bucks do need a running back. Those are three outstanding fits, by the way. Oh, absolutely! I, as a Steelers fan, I'd, I'd be hyped to get any any of those three. That's the Buck. The um, sorry, the running back position is the only position on the offensive side that the Bucks are missing now. And if they get one of those top three running backs, well, Swift yeah. gonna be off the board at thirty two. So if they could land. <laughs> If they can land Dobbins, <laughs> that'd be a nice, uh, nice piece of that. Um, what about? Uh, I see here the Titans are are pretty even on offense, defensive side of the ball. What do we think there? The Titans are the second team, the second of two teams that I forgot have a first round pick with them. And the Jaguars. <laughs> like I feel like I haven't thought about the Titans pick at all. The Jaguars have two first round picks. I know. I forgot both of them. So three picks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what do the Titans need? A, a lot on the defensive side of the ball. They have their quarterback. They have their running back. They have a very solid offensive line. I, defensive I mean, backs, maybe. Yeah, but people would... are saying that the line, offensive linemen, are the favorites. Are they still trying to build it? They have a. I mean, they run the football exceptionally well and stuff. So. I don't know. Maybe they're just going to keep stacking the offensive line. They they're going to try it. to build the Cowboys from a couple years ago. They do run it really well, obviously. You know what's um. You know what's their plan? I think they need a big dude in the middle of their defensive line. Uh, unless I'm missing a name here that they have, that stands out to me with them. Like just a big body, just put him in the middle of the defensive line, rush the passer, <clears> stop the run. You know whoever. Yeah, you talked about is. it the other day. Yeah. You talked about it the mm-hmm. other day. When's the last time the Titans had a? recognizable name on the D-line. I can't think Never of it. had a big-name player. No, me neither. Not not since we've been watching sports diligently. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where they would go. I mean, again, they were kind of a shocker to get where they were last year. So, I mean, they're obviously going to have the mindset of a, just like plenty of other teams of the win now. So they're going to kind of go with what they think they really need, which I, I don't know what where they're going to go. But maybe Craig, what are your 
You're all in on the running backs in the first round. You you want one so bad. What's the Derrick Henry situation? He just signed the franchise tender. Are they going to give him, you know, a crazy amount, or do they trade him? Do they let him go? You never know. No, I think you know that he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Maybe all three running backs go in the first round. Then I'm really right. If all three, go look up that prop if you could find it anywhere, Greg. Oh, you take that one. That's got to be it's got to be a hundred to one. I have to I call have Vegas to probably myself to get that one. <laughs> call directly to Vegas. Yeah. Find, find a random guy on the street and say, hey, will you take this? Um, Greg, what are, your, what are your top three most comfortable, you think? Uh, my top three most comfortable. The first one, um, Shadows Jim with Burrow, Young, and Okuda at plus 125, first three picks. Um, Worf's... Uh, under eight and a half, I think is another lock. Um, I can't, I really can't see two tackles being taken ahead of him. And I'm not going to say my running back pick cause it's minus. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, there's a reason it's minus one. I had some but... juice on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's got one at minus two eighty in there. Uh, if I had to take one right there, I got a couple other ones I want to look at, too. But probably Panthers D lineman plus 175 would be my third one. Because, like I said, if Okuda goes at three, which I think all three of us have him, then Derek Brown's going to fall right into the Panthers' lap at seven. And they're they're just not going to pass on him. It's not going to happen. Where See, now, if that happens, where does um where does Simmons go? Simmons goes all the way to nine to the Jaguars. That'd be an interesting prop to look at. Simmons could go to nine if if all this goes right. Yeah, I mean, if Akuda goes to three and the Panthers take Brown, it's got to be Simmons to the Jags at nine. Well, the Giants could obviously still take Simmons at four, which is why the worst picks make me nervous. But, yeah, <clears throat> who else would take him? You know, and, that's, and that's you guys saying that uh, quarterbacks are going to Dolphins Chargers. Yes, I, okay. I'm pretty much locking that. In. I'm not. I don't know if I'm definitely like taking any props with that or anything. But any sort of mock draft or scenario that plays out, I think those two teams draft quarterbacks. So, is Simmons a player that could blow up these props? You know, whether it's Carolina or Arizona, even saying, you know what, this guy's supposed to be generational and he's there for us at seven or eight. You know, we're we're just going to take him. You know, take the best player available. Well, I mean, even if the Cardinals go with it, I'm still, I mean, there's still some outs for us, as I'd say, uh, with Worfs. Like you said, the Giants at four. I mean, they could very well take them at four and then get that prop out of the way four picks early for us. So that's that's my most comfortable is his under eight and a half. That's my most confident. Sticking with the linemen, how many, I just came across two on my sheet that I want to bring up. This one first. Lineman over under is set at six and a half. For the first round, offensive lineman? Yeah. Now, the over is the favorite. The under is plus 128. And I thought the under was pretty interesting as, I'm, as I was sitting there trying to name linemen. There's, there's, there's four definites. There's four definites. And I was thinking Cesar Ruiz, you know, yeah. interior guy from Michigan, probably going to yeah. be in the first round. You know, so that gives two maybes to play with uh cleveland from boise state and then um 
Oh my god, I'm blanking. Sorry. What's his name from Houston? Josh Jones. University of Houston. Yes, Josh Jones. Sorry, mm-hmm. blanked on that. Those are the two that, that could, could probably blow that up. Yeah, could. You're right. Could. So I, I like. I kind of like the under there. I think both, seven of them taken in the first round. All three of those back end guys go. Both could definitely first, blow it up. It. I've seen Josh Jones go in the second round of a lot, um, and then maybe Cleveland. And but Cleveland would still be six. I think six and a half is a, a pretty high number. I would have that set at five and a half. Yeah, I think five and a half would be a better number two. And I mean, and well, we're not the odds makers, obviously, but and we're getting the under at six and a half with plus money. So yeah, I, I think that's I think that's one that I'll have to uh, I'll have to jot down on the list. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. one a lot. Um, to to go back to what Haddix brought up earlier, um, I wanted to see you know you were you were looking at teams that had kind of even. Uh, odds where it comes to whether they're going to go offense or defense. Um, and a couple others I saw were uh, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Rams, and the Bills. Um, and it makes sense because I think those four teams, I would have no idea which way they're going to go. Well, the Bills I'm not even considering because they're <laughs> not in the first round. So I yeah. don't, don't want to play a guessing game with a second-round pick, really. Um, and you know what? That's how I feel about you know, being a Steelers fan, I think they they're gonna go offense, but I yeah they're in the thing. second round too. Yeah, I think they gotta go offense too. I mean, the defense was top five or even three in football last year, so yeah, I think they gotta go offensive side of the ball too. But what do they even need on offense? I mean, Steelers need a running back. Yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm not comfortable with James Conner moving forward. No, but he, yeah, I guess if you're going to get one in the second round, he's a, that'd be a good time to maybe, like you said, find Dobbins or Taylor there. Oh, if they're going to, you know, if they have an opportunity to get one of those three, I would love for them to. Um, I am a James Conner fan, but uh, injury-wise, I mean, they've gone multiple games already without him, um, you know, going down to their second or third or fourth running back just because they have a bunch of guys that, you know, were undrafted and stuff like that. So. We just took Benny Snell last year. So, I mean, yeah, I don't. That's another thing that like, are they going to take a running back in successive years? I, that's tough. It would be. Um, and another one was, uh, like I said, the Patriots. Now, um, defense is actually favorited for them to take first. Yeah, they're pretty close to money, but they're another team. I have, I have no idea where they're going to go with their pick. Now, do you guys think they're going to take a quarterback this this draft in general? Not in the first round, but this draft. Do you think this is it? or? I think they grab one in the draft. Um, I don't think it's Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love falls out of the first round. Um, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I could see this. I could see this team taking a Jake Fromm and turning him into a, you know a Pro Bowler. It's just something that I can see them doing. Or, yeah. Reports came out a couple weeks ago. They were holding virtual conversations with if, with some seventh round prospect at a small school. You know, he would come in and probably compete uh, with Stidham. I think Stidham stinks. So I think they yeah, take, Stidham's not the future there. I think they take a quarterback, but I don't think it's Jordan Love in the first round. I think Belichick's way too smart to do that. I agree with well, you on that, Greg. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you you think about like you know wherever they fall, if the opportunity is right and they're on the board later on. 
and you see Jake Fromm or Jalen Hurts or something like that, do you think they'd take that risk and go go with it, even if it's the second round? I don't know about the second. Maybe the third. I could see Fromm in the third, and then yeah, Hurts in the fourth, maybe turning like, into the star third or fourth. Yeah, when, when Brian Hoyer, you know, ends his <laughs> ends his season in week ten, week nine or ten, and then by Fromm getting benched in. too. Yeah, not even not even injury or anything. He just get he just stinks, so they bench him. He's just so bad. He just retires. Um, my top three that I'm going with, I think, is um, Worf's at four. Even though, even though it's like kind of plus, I'm still taking Worf's at four. Worf's under eight and a half, and I think uh, the Vikings going defense with their first pick. Those are the three that I'm 100% locking in, um, no matter what. I don't hate it. I'm all in on Tristan Wirfs, and I can't wait till it blows up in my face. By my my Thursday night's going to be ruined by 8:30. Oh, I'm with you. If I if I have a three <laughs> three B, um, or a 3.5 pick, it's going to be the Broncos taking a corner at plus 500 because incredible value. And I also think the Jets are going to take receiver. So the domino effect going all the way down to the Broncos. So Haddix, my, my night will be ruined by pick 14. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the Broncos are going to trade up with the Jets. I think they're going to swap picks there. That's a worst case so. scenario. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Well, I mean, there's... There's also so many things that are, uh, you know, obviously that we we can't predict, and you know, guys that I mean, there's a lot Leonard, of ripple effects. Yeah, look at I mean, look at Leonard Fournette. I mean, they're looking about trading him now. So like, these teams can come in with these picks from anywhere, and uh, it's really gonna mess everything up. The Jags at nine are gonna blow up some some of our props here, and it's really gonna upset me. It's gonna blow up my whole first round mock draft. <laughs> Well, I think if anybody learned anything tonight, the safest thing to probably do is go take a <coughs> bank loan out and put it on Burrow and Young going one and two. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you could parlay, if you could find somewhere to parlay the two, whatever the juice is or whatever, I, I don't think there's been a more of a lock in draft history. Maybe Sabrina Ionescu the other night as being the number one pick. This That's she the equivalent. Yeah, <laughs> that's the equivalent of Joe Burrow and Chase Young going one two. Yeah. It's... Now, Greg, I wasn't on last episode, but um, what, you know, I might have to FaceTime you during the number two pick just for the rare chance of <laughs> them not taking Young. Um, I would love to see the reaction on you and your dad's face. Um, so it, if you get a FaceTime call from me around that time, that's why. My dad was actually the, the nervous one. Um about a month ago when the tour rumors came out, I was always trying to stay cool handed about them taking young. I believe they would throughout it all. He was the one that kind of got himself worked up about the two. <laughs> I'm getting rumors. I'm getting uh, text messages today again from people like, Oh, the Redskins are taking off. They're listening to offers for the second pick. I said, well, yeah, what do you expect? It'd be stupid not to listen to offers. That doesn't mean they're going to trade the pick. You got the offer to better offers. include the next three first rounders from a, from a team. You know, That's the only way that, that they're giving up the number two pick. And then I got a hypothetical scenario because I said you, you got to blow me away with the offer. 
and they were like, what if Miami comes with all three picks on Thursday and their first rounder in 2021? Oh, shit. I said, well, I mean, I'm obviously doing that one. You got to do that. Yeah, I think so, too. To do that one. <laughs> I mean, four first-round picks in a two-year span, that's, that's very – that's a yeah. quick rebuild there, or or could help a quick rebuild as long as everything goes. According yeah, if to you're plan. giving me four first rounders and three of three of them are in, you know, forty hours, I'm taking I'm taking those. And the crazy part is, we're that's how good Chase Young is. Is like that's that's going to be something that it takes to try to steal Chase Young from the Redskins. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. Having this draft is obviously going to be phenomenal, um, you know, with what's going on right now and no sports, everything. But, you know, just to make it a little more interesting, to see Burrow or Young not go one or two would really just, I don't know what the, it would the do world to the world. world. Yeah. The world would end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seeing the Bengals just trade away the first pick or something crazy, like, you know, the Bengals, I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know. It would be uh, cause a lot of havoc. Tell you what, the Bengals taking Chase Young first overall would really throw a wrinkle in everything. But that would actually not work terribly for the Redskins because then teams would be calling up with insane offers to try and trade up to two to take Joe Burrow. To Joe Burrow, yeah. So yeah, the Redskins are in a good position for for the first time in their history. <laughs> I mean, you just can't you just can't mess it up. They won't. You can't mess up with Chase Young. I don't think. Can't do it. I don't think so either. Or four first round, four hypothetical first round picks. So exactly, I think it's very cut and dry with what they have to do, and they know it. Thank God. Listening to Ron Rivera talk, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, we talked about that the other day. Your your draft for your specific fandom is kind of boring this year. I mean, it's Chase Young, and then and then that's it. <laughs> then you could you could check it again in a couple days. Uh, who they took in the third round. <laughs> yeah, they're the second-round guy this year, but no, it's still exciting. And and the great thing is I get to get out of the way early. I get the excitement of taking Young very early, and then I can just enjoy the rest of the draft. Yeah, enjoy other very people's true. misery. Watch the Giants hopefully take Beckton at four. <laughs> now, did you guys did you guys hear the, uh, the things about how people want to try to boo Goodell, Goodell this year? Yeah, they're booing them and they're raising money for charity. Yeah, they're. I mean, I've seen people that are trying to get a hundred people on a Zoom call and everything else just to go. You know how they are cheering on healthcare workers right now going outside and stuff. They want to do that with booing him. That'd just be to try trip. to get it. Just to try to get everybody together. Because it's not really the same draft without Goodell getting booed. No. I'm just curious to see what his basement looks like. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably ten times the size of my house. It's got to be an awesome basement. Yeah. Well, boys, do we have any other uh, draft picks to throw in there? I got any no last minute props or anything. Yeah, I got no other props. Like I said, those three I'm definitely locking in. So if you guys are smart, go take the opposite of what I'm taking because I suck at this. And I'm not good with the draft, so. Well, anybody who knows us, like I said in the opening, they they know to pick against us. But we <laughs> we definitely gave him a lot of ideas to think about. No, agreed. And I listen. Last call sports is no slouch with the picks, though the documented <laughs> picks, whether it be on the podcast or on the on the Twitter. You know, we've 
we've been pretty successful on there. It's just we haven't done them for the draft yet, so we'll see how that goes. And we're going to hit the ground running when sports starts back up. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Craig, take us home, buddy. Well, draft Thursday. <laughs> we're going to be back on, uh, you know, whatever day we decide to do, Wednesday or Thursday of next week, going over the draft, what teams nailed the draft, what teams messed up, you know, what the Dolphins did with three picks, the Jaguars have two picks. <laughs> Haddocks, we we could have a we could either have a happy Haddocks or a ranting Haddocks on the depending on what the Vikings do. Uh, probably both because that's what they do. Sure, <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a combination of both. So we're gonna we're gonna enjoy the draft. We'll be in touch about it, and until next time, Jim and Haddocks. Well, you guys, thanks. It's been again. a pleasure, guys. <laughs>